Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast Broaden Your Horizon, brought to you by Circular Horizon. We're your co-hosts Stella and Melinda, welcome. I'm Stella, I'm an environmental science student. And I'm Melinda, I'm a social anthropologist and we both are part of the communications team at Circular Horizon. We are here today, Melinda and I, to give you the first episode of the podcast. Um, it's from the student-led organization Circular Horizons, which we'll hear a lot about today. And yes, yeah, since it's our first episode, we're just trying things out, seeing where it goes. But the idea of the podcast is really to talk about climate science, climate change, all topics around the environment, and have different guests each episode to really talk about different things around this really important topic. So today we have two guests here, uh, Darius and Timo, uh, part of Circular Horizon, uh, part of the founding team. And we have the pleasure to talk to you guys. Thank you so much um, for being here and having the time. We thought of something small, and that's that every episode we're going to have uh, audience questions that are going to be a little bit more surprising than the questions you might think uh, you prepared for. So get ready for that. <clears throat> Since we don't have an audience yet, and it's our first episode, we will start with team member questions. So from the Circular Horizon <laughs> team, we've had people bring nice. questions for you guys, um, which we will integrate into this first episode. So, so yeah, welcome you two. Hi, thanks for inviting us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. My name is Timo. Um, I'm currently studying or doing my master's in environmental sciences. We focus on environmental systems and policy. I have some fun jobs next to it. I'm working on the weekends and I work in uh, sustainability consulting, consulting as an internship. I'm Darius. I'm an engineer. I think I dropped out of <laughs> uni right now. I'm not sure if I'll go back there, but I don't think so. I'm, I'm doing Circular Horizon almost full time right now. I'm working a bit as a software engineer. Darius, we actually met a while ago and um, when we were in high school <laughs> and I remember it quite clearly because we were sitting next to each other in maths class um, <laughs> and I suppose you supported me a lot or explained me all the problems and weird arrows we faced there. Um, in any case, it's um, a fond memory I have because it's the last time I probably understood something in mathematics <laughs> and from there like everything went a bit downhill. But here we are again. And yeah, our high school years were marked by the nuclear disaster in Fukushima in 2011. And this influenced our view on our planet and the fragility of our environment a lot and also influenced our protests. And for me, that was a defining moment, I would say. But maybe you can tell a bit about yourself. Like, when did you realize that our cl climate is in this great disaster, distress? and get angry or passionate enough to take action? Um, yeah. So I think the moment where it really clicked for me is when I read uh, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, written by Harari. Um, he spoke about how bad meat consumption is for the environment, and this made me think why I'm still consuming so much meat. Uh, also because of working out and so on, of course, but then I started thinking about, okay, uh, there should be other options in like the 21st century. We should be able to get enough protein into our bodies without, uh, yeah, 
destroying the environment basically and that's when i started on a personal level taking a lot of steps towards uh, being more sustainable and this then also made me move into these projects basically where i started doing it on a bigger scale with other per people yeah what about you timo when did you realize that climate change was like a burning issue for you or why did you want to study environmental science it's kind of a tough question. I think um, there was not like a certain moment when I thought, yeah, I need to be active. It's more like a journey. And also, you know, through my job and through my studies, I noticed that over the last years or over the last decades, we really didn't do enough. And, you know, now we have to face it. So one thing for me personally, um, that is really important for me, of course, you know, the, the solutions to climate change and leading a critical discussion and not saying, you know, there's only one solution and so what. So really looking at the, you know, systemic perspective of climate change. But second, also, I think um, climate change also, you know, enhances social injustice. And that's, a, yeah, a really topic. I don't know if you can say that by heart for me. I think it's. I think we really also need to focus on on the social side of climate change. And yeah, then as I said, I got increasingly involved with it, um, and now it's. Uh, I'm really happy to work on this project, and I'm also really happy the way, or the way I chose with my studies. So that's kind of the story. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And how did you guys meet? We Melinda and I said how we know you guys, but. You obviously know each other as well. So Darius, Timo, how do you guys know each other? When did you meet the first time? <clears throat> My former roommate is Timo's uh, current roommate. So that's how we met. Basically, <laughs> I asked him, uh, Luke, to be part of the team. And he then talked to Timo, um, luckily, because Timo <laughs> is now super committed. <laughs> and Luke, you are not. Why are you not here? <clears throat> Yeah, I think I'm not sure if we if we met before because he, he was living in Europe or you shared mm. a, a flat. Maybe we have seen each other, but I think um, sounds a bit romantic. Um, I think we just clicked on a human level, so we knew that we we can uh, can work good together and you know bounce off each other, and that was the start of a love story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really. But exactly. Nice. Like <laughs> I love you, Timo. Yeah, I love you too, there. You've been, we, or we've been talking about Circular Horizon now, but we've never really explained to the listeners, we know obviously, but what Circular Horizon really is. Could one of you quickly give an overview of the organization and what, has, what is happening, what we do? That's your pitch, Timo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's actually quite a fun story. So, it, you know, we kind of got together with the simple idea um, to take part in the X-Prize carbon removal or Carbon Removal X-Prize, it's an international competition with a large incentive prize to develop um, carbon dioxide removal technologies. This was the first idea, so I think like kind of blind-eyed into a huge topic with, you know, a lot of progress already. Um, and then we went into research and we said, yeah, let's build a team, let's, you know, really do that. And as we kind of grew into an association, we noticed that, um, you know, it's just not that strict focus on only competing, but you I mean, I mean, it's a voluntary project. So we really all work together without 
just for the same vision and for the same purpose. So we found out that uh, it's actually, you know, about taking climate action and, you know, finding a way to use and develop skills to, you know, work on solutions. And I think that's, that's the intention or the vision we all share. So from that circularizing the association kind of groove it and, you know, now we're kind of very big team, I feel. Um, and still, you know, our main focus is to really develop um, or do the engineering part, develop a technology that can actually remove carbon um, from the atmosphere. Now it's time for the first surprise question. Oh, no. <laughs> it's actually not, Excitement. not too scary, I think, but Miranda would really love to know. Um, how did you come up with the name Circle Horizon? Was it the two of you? No, it was. Um, no, that was actually, I think, Stefan and I. Stefan is doing the techniques <laughs> the here DJ of for, the podcast. <laughs> for the podcast. Um, Thank you to Stefan. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, Stefan. Yeah, I mean, we had a brainstorming session at one point uh, with some people that uh, that was actually before we started the association. And we kind of came up with this um, idea of a circular economy. Mm. And uh, I don't know, because like, if you look at Earth from outer space basically you can see like a circular shaped horizon um, when basically sun is rising mm -hmm. um, so this is kind of what the logo also should um, show this uh, sunrise from space basically and that's yeah this circular horizon in terms of a circular economy on the horizon in our future amazing it's a nice story yeah. okay it, yeah it, cool it, it fits really well well with the thing um you know the organization we're building right mm -hmm. and to get to a more serious note uh you two are few i think of the lucky team members that got really fancy job titles in the <laughs> organigram uh, so darius you are ceo and timo is our coo and next to this really enormous prestige, um, does this also entail work? Like what roles and daily tasks are hidden behind these letters? You want to start? Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, I sleep till like 10. <laughs> then I go to the gym. <laughs> so much no, um, vegan protein. <laughs> exactly, vegan protein. No, um, I guess these titles don't really have a, a strict meaning in our organization. We chose them because we wanted to kind of represent all the necessary positions that you would have in a startup. Mm. Because the idea of this is basically also to have spin-off companies out of the project, right? Um, because else we know that we can't have the impact that we want to have longer term. But I think being a CEO on this team means that uh, I'm just part of all the sub teams. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with the work that everyone does so I can kind of connect people and support them in being efficient and get the information that they need. Because most people are just focused on one very specific problem and they don't know what's happening in all the other uh, parts of the organization. And I think that's why I'm in a lot of meetings, which is basically super inefficient for sure, but <laughs> it's kind of also necessary to just align people. And I think this is also the other um, super important part of this job is 
to have this idea of where we're headed and make the big impactful decisions and get the like bigger um uh, yeah like the bigger stakeholders on board basically to support us i think that's it yeah and also about setting standards and you know building up the teams in a way that you know they can take ownership ownership themselves um so for me also i don't really care about the titles i mean i kind of like it because it's, it's just a fancy <laughs> title but i don't make anything out of it so i wouldn't be mad if i don't have it so um so what i'm doing more than team leads or team members is i'm, I'm doing more coordination between team uh, between teams i'm doing more also about <laughs> it's a fancy word strategic planning <laughs> <laughs> basically meaning that um you know we have to make sure that or we have to make sure we, we try to give circle horizon you know a roadmap also for future years and also set up yearly targets and so what so make sure that everyone works in the same direction because sometimes you know we're all getting lost i notice it with myself we're getting lost in you know tasks so make sure this is going and i believe another part of my role is just being uh, the talker <laughs> being the operational guy so i like to do presentations i like to approach people so that i'm really um you know trying also to keep the spirit and the motivation in the team and i hope i think sometimes i really annoy the people <laughs> um but uh, some gave me good feedback some said that it's, it's actually <laughs> inspiring sometimes well, you guys are doing a great job. Um, Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. You just mentioned, and that's actually, I think, interesting for our listeners, like the team. So who is the team actually? Like who's part of it? Um, how many students are we? And like what, how do you organize the team? You said we're a lot of members. How does that work? So I think now we're about 45 team members and they're split into main teams, business and tech side. And then we have sub teams, um, for example, in the business side, you know, communications team. <laughs> yeah, we're in the those. communications yeah, exactly. team. Uh, so we have communication and, and partnerships. And then on the tech side, we have, you know, different sub teams that relate to the subsystems of the technology, as well as a sustainability team who looks in a more broader perspective on, you know, sustainability performance of the technology and generally in the field of, of CDR. Um, yeah, so that's how the main structure is organized. I think there are more people on tech side uh, than business for now. And like, are these only students from like ETH Zurich or? So as Timo said, currently we're 45 people. Um, I think it's like at the moment it's like 99% students or so. We don't have a lot of non-students anymore. We had some, but they left because we were too chaotic <laughs> no um, because it's Other just super difficult to kind of bring all the responsibilities that you have in life uh, un under one hat that's not how you say it in english is it <laughs> like um yeah unter einen hut yeah anyway um we have students from different universities in switzerland think uh, i think it's five at this point but we also even have people that are not living in Switzerland right now. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and what I think is amazing is that we, you know, connect different research disciplines and different levels of, of um, academic um, education, so bachelor students, masters and so on. And yeah, I, I've, I really like it because, I mean, you know, for the mechanical and electrical engineers and so on, it's, it's really cool because, I mean, they get into the project, they do engineering and then there's like, I heard... Um, some people always had, you know, having this aha effect. So that's how we actually can use the theory. And that's a really cool experience. But also, um, you know, we having we have people from medicine, from sustainability, from business administration. So, yeah, it's really cool. And I think that's also one of our core beliefs it is that, um, you know, it's really about connecting people. And we believe that collaborations, you know, when talking about climate action, it's really about collaboration between research fields, but also between people from different backgrounds. Um, so it's really cool that we um, can on the way there with our team. At the moment, Circle Horizon is all about biochar. Um, maybe you can explain this biochar solution further for someone who is not studying natural science. Um, so biochar is produced by um, using a pyrolysis process, which is a thermal conversion process with high temperatures in a low oxygen environment. So you're using biomass, in our case, sustainably sourced bio waste. You use the pyrolysis process and you generate biochar. And what it actually does, does is that it takes the carbon that is stored in the plants through photosynthesis and stores this carbon in a very solid and durable structure um, in the biochar. Because otherwise, uh, during the natural, natural decay or if you burn the bio waste, then the CO2 gets or the carbon gets released um, to the atmosphere. So biochar is really a way um, of storing carbon um, using a natural process that has been optimized for millions of years. And you can use this biochar then from different applications. I mean, one main application in the current market is for the agricultural industry, especially when dealing with soil um, that has very poor quality, very low minerals, etc. And it is research has shown that it can improve soil quality. Also, you can use it as animal feed supplement to increase animal health. So there's various applications, and one other application we're looking into is to use it as a construction material. So, um, you know, to sum up, we're using biochar as a, uh, for carbon sequestration, trying to use one of the many applications to add extra benefits, but really about drawing down carbon. That's hopes the short summary. <laughs> so do you guys believe that the climate crisis can be changed with a technology like biochar? Not only, but yes, partly, of course. Um, else I hope we wouldn't be doing biochar. Uh, no, uh, <clears throat> I think there are a lot of different technologies and solutions and just also systemic changes needed um, for us to solve the problem. But I think biochar is currently the one solution from a technological standpoint that has the biggest potential of scaling or the fastest potential of scaling. That's why we think it's important to now look into this. But I think in 20 years, there will also be uh, other very important solutions for the problem. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that we you know we're talking in the right direction, because 
Um, we're not saying carbon dioxide removal is, is, is the solution to climate change, as Doris mentioned briefly before. Um, I think the largest share of this journey is, you know, systemic changes. It's, you know, switching to renewable energy, renewable um, transportation, phasing out fo fossil fuels and coal and so on. But all these different things, so the big part, you know, these emission reductions, efficiency increases and so on. Um, we need to do that, but even if we do everything, we still need carbon removal and that's where we come into play. That's, I think that's a really important point to make. Agreed. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's what we also, I guess, try to do with this podcast to really broaden our horizon and to speak about different ways to approach the climate crisis. And this sure is an interesting one. And yeah, and all the difficulties of this like quite harsh topic, we of course want to stay hopeful and also talk about like bright future scenarios. So where do you see the circle horizon in 10 years? I always hate, sorry, I hate these questions. It's, <laughs> it's so hard to imagine, you know, 10 years into the future. Um, but may maybe I go first. <laughs> <laughs> I already started. So Not sorry. that hard. Then. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm a talkative person. Um, so we kind of bounce off ideas and, you know, for the association, um, one vision I could see is that we're transitioning more into, you know, the climate change impact hub. Um, so that we basically will provide the framework for projects um, in the field of climate change, could it be in renewable energy or carbon removal, etc. And that we would, you know, support teams in developing such solution. Maybe really focus on the technological side, but also to engage, you know, in, in community building and education research. That sounds good. The main topic of course is also will stella and i also get fancy job titles by then <laughs> you would be quite thankful you can choose one I mean, oh okay. that's <laughs> chief <laughs> communication chief podcast leader we would love that well yeah thanks guys for giving us an insight into circular horizon um we're coming to an end <laughs> but don't worry we still have some surprise team member yeah. questions um question. yeah so leonie asks what are two leadership tips you can share with us? Tough question. Though. No, that's a tough one. I mean, she leads the task force reveal event, so. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Leonie, um, what we've discussed on Slack a few weeks ago. <laughs> Remember uh, this message we sent. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, I'm serious. It's basically um, taking ownership. So it's a lot about that i think that we in the leadership team need to take ownership for the problems and yeah things we are basically handling and i think this then also um inspires the whole team to do that too yeah i, f I feel the same and um i know it sounds kind of sounds stupid but um, it's it's really leading by example right mm -hmm. because i feel if if we're not you know putting the energy and the time and the commitment why should others do and especially in a in an organization where we're really doing it because it's you know volunteer because we want to change something i think one thing we're really pushing and i really like to, that we do that in the organization is um that i mean it also sounds again 
uh, <laughs> interesting, but we we really focus on you know honesty and open communication. Mm -hmm. So also in in our fancy C suite, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're giving monthly feedback and we're trying to you know keep it as constructive as possible. And I, I kind of like the first time we did it, I was I, don't know, I was angry. <laughs> <laughs> Not wow. not angry, but I was kind of yeah, fuck yeah. Oh sorry, can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bleep it out. <laughs> um, but uh, now I really believe that you know it, it it really pushes you forward. If if someone just says, hey, look, you're doing these things good and these things you can improve on, and yeah, so what could we say? All honest and open communication. Taking ownership and leading, for example. Three That's even free. <laughs> no, so, Lenny, Leoni, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Always push the limits. <laughs> and Great. don't curse on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I yeah, hope Leoni is happy with his answer. <laughs> I mean, she did an amazing job on the reel, she did. right? So yes. She did Thank you, Leoni. Yeah. Um, so, one more, and I think this is actually quite a nice end question, even though it isn't our end question, <laughs> but uh, Michelle would like to know. Do you also do fun stuff or are you just saving the world? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to save the world. Exactly, yeah, this is fun. No, uh, Michelle knows that we like to party, right? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I would say I do things that are fun for me, but because I'm a bit <laughs> of a nerd, others don't really think this is fun, like watching uh, boring videos on YouTube about engineering, for example. Mm -hmm. But I think when we have uh, team events, there's also a lot of fun involved in the work that we are doing. I, I can only agree. I think, you know, if it wouldn't be fun to do the work we're doing, it, it would be kind of, you know, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we really, you know, it, it really also gives you motivation and, and energy because you enjoy what, what, what you do. And that's, I mean, it's called intrinsic motivation mm -hmm. because you can relate to the things you're doing. So I think the project itself for us is, is fun. Yeah, of course, it's um, time consumptuous. Uh, it sometimes gets on your ear nerves. You get, uh, you know, it's a lot of work, of course, but we try to keep it as fun as possible. And for the other side, I think what Taro, I really loved what Taro mentioned before. I mean, in the free time or anything else, it's, it's really about your definition of fun, right? Yeah. So I think, <laughs> I think we both have fun in our know, free so. life. And yeah, for example, I also really do enjoy sports and like reading, getting into these topics and, and also watch boring YouTube videos <laughs> or even boring documentaries that other would describe boring. Um, yeah, but I believe, yeah, I really have a fun life. So. <laughs> I'm glad. Okay. Um, well, I think the audience members now got a quite nice insight into Circular Horizon and also into your two personas and what you guys like to do for fun. Um, but, let's, <laughs> but let's imagine one of them is inspired to join Circular Horizon or wants to know more. Are we still looking for team members? Uh, how can one get involved? Um, and yeah, how can people contact you? Like, where can we find Circular Horizon? Yeah, of course, uh, we have all the necessary social media and you need nowadays. So social media, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, the website, circularhorizon.ch, at circularhorizon2021. I hope I get all these things right. Um, check out our website you can contact us through the mails there or also find us on linkedin and drive us personally um 
I don't know exactly the current status of you know which positions need to be filled, but we still need a lot of support both on the business side and on the uh, engineering side. And yeah, it's really about we're looking for for people that for one share the same vision, and you know are ambitious and motivated. So that's a feel. Great. So then we'd come to an end now, the actual end. <laughs> um, and yeah, we'd love to have you back in the future. Let's see where this podcast goes and what other guests we have in the future as well. Maybe they um, don't want us anymore then. Yeah. And for you audience members, please uh, tune in in the next episode to see which guests we will have invited there to talk about climate change. Um, so thank you very much, Darius and Timo, for being here. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And goodbye from Stella. And goodbye from Melinda. Thank you all for listening. We would like to thank our sponsors EKZ, Sika, Agir, Hempel Metals, EMPA and the ETH Student Project House.